Smothered in the horseshoe, starters are flocking to the injured list, the portal, and hiding in red shirts. But at least our university's president has never publicly uttered the word bet. Things could indeed be worse. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm falling stock emoji Mike Jones, joined <laughs> always by the guy who puts Indiana in Southern Indiana, Kevin Greck, and the LSJ anti-subscriber, Alex Plum. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Mm. Just rebounding tweets over here, my friend. <laughs> One after another. Uh, it, th- there was so much joy brought. This weekend, um, bro, even I, I'm going to fully out myself. I think I've made enough references to the Red Seer message board that people mm. know that I'm probably keeping an eye out over there. Even the game thread over at the Red Seer message board just petered out in the second half. It just f- plateaued. I would go, I'd refresh, see what people are talking about over there. No updates. Like, mm. just... Mm-hmm. Truly demoralizing for the entire fan base. Yep. Uh, yeah. The only yeah. people more bored than Spartans watching were indeed the Ohio State players playing. Correct. Um, or or the general audience that the broadcasters were desperately trying to keep watching the game. They were throwing up special interest packages. They were talking. Anything. Anything. Bless their hearts. They tried to both keep people watching and to find something nice to say about the program. But it just came off. It was difficult to watch. Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, as difficult as it was to watch, this might be more difficult to listen to. But we want to thank everyone for listening and ask the small favor if you could please share the pod with Spartans in your life. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spartan underscore pod. Oof. Plum. Can you please tell the fine folks the structure of a can't read, can't write show? Well, despite our best efforts and against all hope, we will continue to start behind the green ball, green wall rather, where football still is leading, even from behind. We've got a game to review, gentlemen. Ohio State put it to us, and we were not spared. We might even talk a little bit about the coaching surge before we transition to basketball. We've got a lovely game against Southern Indiana to review. We'll talk about hockey. Oh, lovely, lovely hockey, that unbeaten and Big Ten play team. We'll head off Grand River where I think the three of us each have pretty strong opinions about the absolute mess that Michigan's made of themselves in their pants. Before we preview this upcoming week's Indiana football game and a couple of basketball games to get us excited before finishing with your Twitter questions. All right, let's head behind that green wall. And uh, and we got to talk about the Ohio State game. Uh, I I want to do this. I find it a little difficult to care. Yeah, I think that's right. And like we've we've reached the the. I, I guess my question for you both would be: It seems to me that we've reached the point in the season where we're not going to a bowl. Mm-hmm. probably i mean i guess technically maybe you get to five wins 
and uh, and somehow your academic scores get you into a bowl game. I guess theoretically that's possible. Theoretically. But let's not play that game. Well, one of our upcoming opponents no longer has a offensive coordinator, so Penn State made that move today. Must be nice. Yeah. Um, Can you imagine? But, I mean, if they're able to do that, my God, what is our excuse? Lord Jesus. Fuck. I, so, I, like, I don't know. All right, I, here's, here's a constructive way to talk about the game. Uh, some of these players hopefully will be sticking around at Michigan State. Sure. There, are, there are some of them that we would very much like to stick around. Uh, do, how far off do you all think we are from being competitive? It's it's hard to answer that. You have to well, so you have to analyze that question, and that's why it's so difficult across multiple domains. Um, and the 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 three domains, I guess, that I'll focus on: the players themselves and their skills, the coaching staff, and then the sort of zeitgeist of the the morale, let's say, of the team. Those three things are all inextricably linked together. Mm-hmm. So the coaching staff is completely lost. They're unable to come up with anything inventive. There's no rhyme or reason to the play calling. There's zero discipline in terms of uh, putting a reliable product on the field. The The position groups are not being well coached. There's not schematics that you know run plays that are well designed. I mean, there's just nothing is coming together from the coaching staff. And more to the point, the, the players don't respect the coaches and the coaches all know they're dead men walking. So that's a huge piece of this, right? So then the players, I don't know how to evaluate the players. Half of the players are absolute puss puss who have not come off the fucking injured list they should be taken out behind the horse barn with tom and shot because how else do you make sense of how inexplicably bad and injured they've all been all season um those are the guys who the guys who've been on the injured list i i don't care if they're real injuries should hit the portal um because you you just sat it out you sat out this train wreck of a season and fuck you because you know what your colleagues couldn't Someone had to actually take the field and and just be abused, and you chose not to, and that's just just push shit. So fuck off. Um, but I but so I don't know because when you're not well coached and because you have no incentive to live, why would you perform? And maybe so I don't know. I mean, I can see both sides, even though I have a strong opinion about this. And the third thing is the culture, uh, the the morale, which is decimated. It doesn't exist. It's gone. So. I mean, you have to see improvements in all three. And how are we going to expect to be able to recruit effectively? I mean, you've got to have one of the highest names in football come and bring an all-star coaching roster if you're going to be able to recruit talent to make up for the player deficits, which are clear and do exist. Um, And then you have to hope that new energy in the coaching ranks are together. Those things will be able to fight or fuel some sort of morale. We did see this with Tucker, you know, within his second season, because you had a Kenneth Walker kind of recruit come out of the portal. There is some tailwind that you can catch that can push you if the stars align the question is whether or not that's going to happen it can happen there are plenty of uh programs out there that are that are doing it right now um let me not with my own arguments but with the arguments du jour refute each one of those points plum first Ooh, this is good Let's your this. first point i believe was uh something to do with with how tactically skilled ross Els is yes go ahead yes, please that's the one it was yeah. to do with harlan barnett losing the team or something like that yeah uh, yeah, yeah. coaching no one, being not good yeah coaching is bad what about well first off i think there are 
things like the offensive line in this game were able to kind of move a little bit, picked up some fourth downs. Oh, yeah. Uh, one field things. goal. Yeah. But also important to note in all uh, of this uh-huh. that, uh, you know, we've been able to kind of keep these guys going and they're real churning their legs out there. And Harlan Barnett is a nice man and Good. he's going to interview for the job. Thank Good. you very much. Good. You sit down. He's going to have his briefcase with documents. He's going to open documents, it up. Papers. Mm-hmm. Yep. It he's might gonna... be the Michigan TRO, but it's irrelevant what's in the briefcase. <laughs> Several pages there, right there. Good and ready to print. So there's, that's one. Ah. Two, I believe that point was about uh, all of, first off, I'm, I have balloons going everywhere because we're on, uh, uh, we're on I've never Zoom. seen that reaction before. Uh, really two, uh, it was about players not being very good and needing to uh, transfer out, especially those that are injured. Yes. Don't you understand, Plum, that this is about the guys right now and we need to support the guys as much as possible. It's about the kids and their, we we're forgetting now that, you know, they're all getting NIL money. We're forgetting now that some of them, they're playing the game, they're doing other things. Not not the football game, obviously. That's what we saw on Saturday. They're not playing that, but they're, they're doing other things. Um, so we need to support these players right now, Plum. And yeah. I don't think it's uncouth for you mm. to have that mm. opinion. And mm. I, I can't support it. And number three, ah. didn't you hear? In the third and fourth quarter, as I said before, the broadcast crew was desperately trying to get people to stay uh, <laughs> and not change the channel. That these guys are trying hard. They were at practice last week. Uh, these guys are trying. They're engaged. Yeah, they're in the right. game. That's right. Never mind the fact that it's like all freshmen out there, and uh, it, you know we have a a redshirt senior from Dewitt who can't throw the ball <laughs> across the field. Taking uh, the reins at quarterback after uh, after Hauser takes a big hit. So like, mm. never mind all of those things. Um, bad can arguments. I just, can I just say? Can I? And I think you're right. I think that's fair. I, I let me just. I'm going to take back all my arguments and, and just mm-hmm. co-sign yours. Can I just say? I didn't know he was a red shirt. Would you say a red shirt senior? Oh Shorf, no, Shorefloor. Shorefloor. Yeah. Shorefloor. Senior walk on. Yes. Red shirt senior walk on. The indignity. The indignity of a redshirt senior walk-on having to hear from Katen Hauser. He worked his tail off for this. I would drown <laughs> myself in a bathtub if that was the absolute shit-eating grin mouth word that I had to see regurgitated by the feckless Lansing Area Press. Not you, Graham. So I just, uh, my, my lord and my god. Andrew's Andrew's completion felt a lot like when Steven Izzo, praise be, will make a bucket this year. Sure. It, it felt like the same sort of Hoosiers moment, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, or Rudy maybe. But, oh my God. And uh, as, in keeping with that, negative uh, four yards on that one completion. <laughs> oh, see, I read it as, I read the dash as like, uh completion and it, i didn't read it as a negative i thought he got a four yard completion and i was no sir okay. no uh th- i will say this all right if we're if we want to look at some some silver linings um t- two of the touchdowns ohio state had one was uh marvin harrison jr who is 
we all know is going to be a top five NFL pick. Like he's going to be a stud is a stud uh, was on single coverage by chance Rucker, who was absolutely in position. Yes. It was a great pass and a great catch and not chance's fault. Like yeah. that was great. Uh, there the are other, times, there are things that are undefendable. So yeah. Uh, similarly, uh, one of their tight end had a touchdown catch against Jordan Hall, who was in position to break up the catch in the natural place that it would have been thrown. But the quarterback astutely put it on the opposite side and the tight end made an incredible catch. And like, what, what are you supposed to do? He was covered. He was absolutely covered. And so I, I just, I guess I would say, you know, uh, recognizing that they put up 35 points in the first half and only three in the second. So they clearly called the dogs off. Yeah. But, but, Two of those TDs were incredible. And, and so my point would be, my sort of, uh, if we want to get upset about some things, last year, Ohio State and Georgia, Georgia with an elite defense, Georgia, played each other in the college football playoff, and Georgia won 42-41. to 41. You have to score points if you want to beat Ohio State. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm not, I'm, I, I want to take a step back because I think it's too easy in this particular instance to come after the kids and instead suggest that there were moments in this game that Harlan was clearly worried about losing the team in the game mm -hmm. and opted to play conservatively when what was necessary, if you, if you thought you might try and dance with Ohio State, was to score points. And you had to be bold, and you had to go for it, and he didn't. Yes, uh, two, two points on that. One. Too nice. Just too nice. Taking the field goal in the second half. Like, Dignity. Was that just to like, let Jonathan Kim like, stretch the leg out? Was that why we did that? Like, he get him the a first one, tape? and he's like, get the second one, son. Yeah. That was wild. Like, what is the point? And two, in the second half, when our first team offense was playing Ohio State's second team or less defense, we saw the same outcomes. That's yeah. demoralizing as hell. Yeah. Um, so, I, I think it's also worth chatting about the quarterback situation a little bit. I don't know that there's a lot to say. We learned after the game, if it wasn't clear by the fact that a redshirt senior walk-on quarterback played in this game, but that Sam Levitt has opted to preserve his redshirt. Now, <clears throat> Sam Levitt did travel, and my understanding is did dress, so I assume mm -hmm. that if he had to take the field... Right, he could have. He, he, he would have, like if we didn't have a quarterback. Yep. But I have a hard time not getting angry again about the, the way that he was utilized for the games that he did play in. Yeah. You should have pocketed yes. that game. Then you should yep. have had a real yes. quarterback. Yep. Like. I, but so, but so go back to my point, which is the coaching staff doesn't have a fucking clue, Mike. No, they don't have, have a fucking clue. No. They don't know what's going on. There's no master plan. They're not thinking two steps. They're not thinking one week ahead. They're literally not capable of strategic 
thought? Well, they're all thinking four weeks ahead. They're all thinking of that day when they have to clean out their desks and it's done. Um, they're not you thinking think about this doing week's game that a little bit game. each week. They just take a little bit home each day. Yeah. No, I, they I don't. think they're no, desks. Ross Ells is putting more and more into his office <laughs> because his wife won't let him come home. And why the fuck would she? <laughs> like his, he's got dirty underwear all over the fucking place. Soiled. Uh, procedural, uh, procedural, uh, uh, offsides or I, what I'm was not it? strong yeah. enough. I'm not uh, strong enough. No, it Illegal. Was, uh, it was, he, he went, he ran out of bounds formation? all on his own. Oh. He ran out of bounds all on his own and reentered the field of, like, oh. on his own. Uh, but was that the only one though? I thought there was like a false start or an illegal formation. Yeah, it was an illegal it, formation, I think. It doesn't. I I can't care. I can't bring myself to care at this point in time. No, it's it, well because it, why what but, but but why would you care? And this is what I mean about the morale. How could you care? How could I care? How can you expect the players to care when the coaches so clearly do not care? Yep. And in fact, in many ways appear to be actively anti-caring. They are actively working to shoot themselves and their student-athletes in the penis week after week after week. Why? Maybe because they think that if they can make the program bad enough, it serves to prove that Mel Tucker was a... I mean, strategically, like, what? what is the thinking? Uh, I, 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 I don't know. This is... Wow. Meanwhile, Northwestern goes on the road and beats Wisconsin. Which this team and this staff with more talent would not do under any circumstance. Under any circumstance. If there was no one on the injury list, not a player, no red shirts to burn, and we still had Peyton Thorne, we would have been incapable of, of, of a single road win this season. Well, so I think let's talk about injuries for a second because I, I do think we saw uh, Jaden Mangum. Jaden, yes. yeah, uh, running back. Um, and I'm uh, apologies if it's Jaron and I'm mixing the two of them up. But give uh, me a sack, hold. Mangum, the running back, uh, was was able to finally play meaningful snaps. Uh, folks will recall that uh, I think it was maybe four or five weeks ago he he'd been injured in fall camp. And then uh, came back and was doing going through pregame warmups and got hurt again. Uh, and then uh, finally came back, and you saw why he's a excellent compliment to Nate Carter, or Nate Carter is an excellent compliment to him. That I mean, very different running styles, but uh, it it felt like if he'd been around, that might be the difference between this team going to a bowl game and not. Um, which is unfortunate, you know, and I think I, I, uh, he's not everybody's favorite person, but I, I do recall hearing Chris Solari talk about that, uh, that just that, totally or, unnecessary set up there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I think he's earned it. Uh, but because <laughs> Chris, it, one of, one of his more annoying attributes, but also makes him at times a very good reporter is his ability to like remember just the dumbest stuff that someone one time said, uh, but talked about the contrast between Mel Tucker over the summer about his optimism for the team. And then come fall camp was like, yeah, we got like 30 to 40 guys, which is not enough. 
Like you don't, that's not enough dudes who can play football for you. Uh, and, and so missing out on Mangum is a big blow to your team. And we saw it because he was able to get things at times. The, the offense was <clears throat> the, this is the most infuriating offensive performance I think I've ever seen because they flirted every single drive with doing something. Yeah, but it was like over the pants stuff. <laughs> that first base is the 40 yard line and they never yeah. got past it. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, but that, that can happen with modern defenses, the little bend, sure. but not break. We've seen that before at one point with MSU defenses. Um, so it, like that's a scheme related thing. I'm not that surprised by it. Yeah, maybe I, it, I guess it was, I, I think, I think I circled back to the, it was, we're, we're good enough on defense, I think, at this point in time to win football games. We're not good enough on defense to win football games without an offensive output. Yeah, to, to will a win on yeah. defense. And I, Greg, I think I was talking to you, the contrast for me is the, I think, what was the red box year? 19? Was the 18? It, do the, why do we have to used, go back to painful memories? Can we can MSU's, we implement a rule that when we go back, it's only for positive memories? MSU's defense was elite enough mm -hmm. to win them games. The offense could be as bad as we are seeing right now, and they would still win enough games. Right. We don't have that anymore. Um, that this defense is is maybe young and could be that someday, but it is not. Um, so I don't know. That's, that's kind of what I took away from, from Ohio state anyway. Well, the unfortunate thing is Jaron Mangum is a Richard, Richard senior. So yeah. he's got two games left. Um, maybe Are he helps. COVID year? I don't think so. Uh, I could be wrong about that. It's hard to know. Uh, he came out with, well, I could go find his high school year. His high school year was 19. So maybe he does have a COVID year then. Uh, he might be back next year. <clears throat> that would be pretty great. One, I two, suppose three, it's possible. Four. Yeah, he's got one more year. That's great. We'll take him. Um, <clears throat> what else in this game? Um, Jonathan we, Kim is good. Ryan Eckley is good. Jonathan Kim, though... Don't get excited. He he is gone. Yeah. That was why we were featuring him. Got to build that tape for for Jake him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Anything else you guys want to say about this game? No? Okay. No, we can fuck all the way off. <laughs> uh, uh, oh. Do we want to talk about more end of year stuff? Dylan Tatum out for the year. Yeah. Seen the I, last of him. Yeah, which... Maybe not our, I mean, Chance Rucker is looking to maybe actually have supplanted him in some ways, because as we've talked about on this podcast before, Dylan Tatum is better positioned to actually play nickel, but is talented enough to let he's playing corner. But either way, our top corner, maybe not top corner, but very good corner is out of the year. And that sucks. So. And we also, who went to the portal? We didn't yeah. write it down. Uh, I think we talked about it last week, Justin White. Okay. So who cares? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, all right. Yeah. 
Coaching search. Let's talk about that. So we found out Harlan Barnett's getting an interview. We're all very excited about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been reported that MSU looks to interview 10 candidates. Um, a lot of the big names that you've heard, I think, have already been reported on. I don't know how much we care about talking. I mean, we can talk about the individual coaches. Uh, the only name that's been added to the list is Jason Candle has been added to the list of of known names that will be getting an interview out of Toledo. So, yay. Okay. Uh, so we're up to six out of the ten. So, cool. I don't know. Uh, What is our position on this? Like, we're not going to speculate on it. If something concrete comes out, so many different media outlets have already lost so much credibility talking on this subject that maybe it's just best left untouched until we have something that we know. Yeah. I, uh, I think when we went through the Tucker hire, that felt like a whole lot of botched and and I remember us discussing that mm-hmm. component of it. Um, it was a more interesting time in the sense of the condensed timeline under which they needed to hire someone. Like there was a lot more that made it dramatic. And so, yeah, I, I think, I mean, my opinion on who I want in a coach is I want a good coach. Like, yeah. I mean... So, uh, and the question I think remains, do you trust Alan Haller to make that hire? And based upon what I've seen from his other hires, notwithstanding Mel Tucker. Yeah, I was going to say, with an asterisk. Uh, he's been, he's got a decent track record, it yep. seems. So we're going to talk about hockey on this podcast. Hockey. That's oh. a hire. Yeah. Uh, Robert Freilich got her first win too. Also, it snaps. Anyway. Snaps for him. Yeah, big. Her. Her. Bigly. Her. Big. Big. Bigly. Big. Big Hurley. Big Hurley. Biggerly. Biggerly. Uh, you, you know. <laughs> Should we uh, talk some hoops? Uh, <laughs> We we won. All is great. We're back, guys. Look at see all it took was just us to be good and we were able to shoot threes now again. We didn't miss any baskets at the free throw line against an able opponent. Don't worry. We're fine. Right? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Who wants to tell them about the three-pointers? I just no no, I mean I want to kill myself. I, this team is fucked and it's um it's not good. It's bad. It's very bad because it's all mental at this point. Yeah, I think they need to get on the road. I, I think like part you know, of they the need gym. to start gargling with bleach. I don't know what you say. They need to inflict damage to their psyches in ways that only a shaman can repair because this is insane. Has Have there ever been a worse performing three point shooting team this early in the season at the Breslin? There's well, never been a worse shooting team in the power five ever yes yeah i was gonna say not you don't need to be in the brazil and that's not hyperbole this this has never happened ever happened (laughs) which i don't i don't know what you say i don't know what you say to this but you don't go from this to being a good shooting team 
is the problem. I think yeah. this is going to be like mediocre at best yeah. shooting team. I maybe Joey Hauser's not here, and so fair, but it is free throws mm-hmm. tend to be an indicator of three point capacity. Mm-hmm. And they were 23 for 28 in this game. The problem is that the people who shot them very well do not and will never have a green light mm. from three. Actually, I'm sorry. One of those people does have a green light from three, and we all hold our breath when he shoots one. Um, Stinky? Uh, Malik Hall? Yeah. Stinky. Went six for six from the line. Uh, so, I... All right, let's let's not focus on the three-point shooting for the moment because that, that feels like low-hanging fruit. It's not good. It can't continue to be this bad. Well, here's the good news. The game was really never in doubt. We, we do have to, like, we can't take that for granted this week. Um, <clears throat> so we're happy about that. And as hard as we went last week on Aikens and Hall, I think they did particularly Hall, I would say, have mm-hmm. a bit of a bounce back game. Yeah. Um, you know, like like we said, Hall hit all of his free throws at the line, and we do want him to spend some time there. Um, <clears throat> played relatively well in his 22 minutes on the court. Stop. Um, Stop. Oh, no. Oh, this oh, is, oh, no. Oh. I'm sorry. Malik? Stop. Southern Indiana, as of two years ago, was a Division II team. That's they true. are not eligible for the tournament. Malik Hall should be able be to do exactly what he did in this game. So I like I'm happy he got a, a bit of a get right game, but like Malik Hall post touches have not been a consistent component of his game ever. Yeah. So I like I want to be happier. I just I can't take too much from Malik Hall doing that against Southern Indiana. You could say the same, I guess, then for Aikens showed flashes of his, of his athleticism from last year. Um, yeah, but at least I feel like the difference between Aikens can and should play with that assertiveness against any opponent, whereas Malik is not going to back a dude down against every opponent. I, mm-hmm. I just... We saw kind of maybe what we'll see more of for the minutes distribution of the freshmen. They were all in like the 17, 18 range. And I would say that they all played well. I I would say maybe this was the game that fears and Booker kind of stepped forward a little bit and Carr took a bit of a step back. Um, Booker should have had three dunks in that game, adding three assists to fears total was a little frustrating. Yeah. So we'll get there. Um, Listen, man, I'm trying. Um, I, can we... Carson Cooper? Are we happy about Carson Cooper in this game? We... All right, how about this? We handily bet beat a team that is two years removed from being Division Two. Great. I'd like to talk about AJ. Yeah, th- this is what I was waiting on because I thought we were trying to be positive. No, I... Here, Here's the thing. I can tell Tom is getting frustrated. Like, we heard all summer AJ's best shape of his life. AJ went to the uh, Chris Paul camp and showed out. Like, you 
and and we 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 left AJ playing the best three games of his career. Yes, yes. But we forgot the game before those three games was him taking an active shit on the floor of the Big Ten tournament against Correct. Ohio State. Michael, Correct. we call it a doo-doo caca on doo-doo this caca. podcast. Thank you. All over Tom Izzo's chest. Yes, that's right. Call that a Cleveland steamer on this podcast. Thank <laughs> okay. you. That's a repeat from last week. Uh, the So I don't... I, I like here's the here's the thing, and and I I apologize it to to listeners who like if you were going to have the number four ranking, which we won't, which we don't anymore. By, by the time this comes about out, that. but uh, I usually save this for our uh, for our previews. But we are down to Ken Palm twenty four ish. So nine, 29 now. So the, the, the thing is, if, if you're going to have what the team has, which is national championship expectations, then you need to play like a national championship team. And it, or at least you need to play with the attention and mm-hmm. effort yeah. required. And so th- I, I think we've had, uh, we've had several seasons in a row that have been disappointing and and I can say in a 74 to 51 win, I'm grading a bit on a curve here because if you're going to talk natties, then you need to perform there. Mm-hmm. And AJ Hogard, again, 21 minutes, two for seven, 0 for one from behind the arc, and four assists to three turnovers. And the reason MSU went one for 11, the emphasis on the 11 is because AJ not once made a meaningful drive to the basket from which he could distribute to an open three-point shot. Like, I, I can't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm at a loss. I, I feel like I'm the angry one this time. And, but he is not a plus player at this time through two games. He's perhaps our, our weight. Like at 21 <clears throat> minutes. Yeah. Is those, go ahead, finish. Yeah. I was going to say, like, plus players right now would be Tyson Walker, obviously, Cohen Carr, and then, like, some kind of combination of Maddie Sissoko and Carson Cooper, I guess. I'll also say, though, that in 18 minutes, Jeremy Fears had two points to AJ's four, but at least picked up two boards Mm -hmm. and had five assists to no turnovers Uh, and should have had eight assists if Xavier Booker could just dunk the ball. I don't. I don't understand how you can be six eleven and not dunk the ball. But six what do I know? McDonald's right. All American. Um, so I, I've 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 listened and watched because I <laughs> I'm so um so I'm I moved beyond anger. What's after anger? Uh, bargaining. 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 I think I'm a bargaining. And so I think my bargaining has taken me to watching uh, every post game interview that I can find with AJ. And I've moved beyond anger with him. I now feel bad for him. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He knows that he's so far past. Like he's the, the expectation is so far beyond his ceiling that it's like he he knows where he's supposed to be, and he knows where he's at, and and that's that's where he is. You think he's crippled he, by the moment? 
I think he's crippled by the moment. I think he is lost. You know, he just said in the James Madison loss, he just said things in the post game like, we've just got to be better. We just got to lead. You know, I, I thought we were faster after, you know, compared to the Tennessee game, but we, we just got to do better offensively. We, we got to hit some shots. And obviously, like, we just got to be better on defense. You know, we just got to get more boards. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? That, that's how, that's any game. That's all games. That's not specific to the moment. You fucking imbecile. But then I'm like, why am I angry at him? It's like being angry at my dog for pissing on the carpet. Like she knows better, but I left her inside for too long. It's going to happen sometimes. Tom Izzo is like, he can kick AJ for pissing the carpet, but like it's his fault. With Yali. He's, but, but he's leaving him in the game. Get him out of the game. Stop starting this kid. He's not the leader you want him to be. He has no more upside. He cannot deliver. He will not find the shot. There is no juju that can overcome his ineptitude. He's not the guy. He's not the moment. He will never be the dude. Let him go. Let him go. I don't know if you can make him a grad assistant. Can you give his jersey to me? Can you, can you, I don't know what you do with him. Get him the fuck off of the team. He is useless. He's not contributing. And and I remain convinced that this team is going to be crippled, not by their ineptitude, but by Tom's. And I'm getting serious now because Tom is the guy that has to be able to see the vision and know where to put guys and where not to put guys. And these insane rotations, these N number of permutations for this team on the court it is insane. There's no rhythm. They're not able to get in. They're not able to get into to, to sync with each other. But more to the point, they're not able to hold one another or themselves accountable. You've got to get like get guys like AJ and Malik. You've got to send them out to pasture. Get them the fuck out of here. They're not adding anything to the program. If the year's a bust, fine. They're not going to help us. So you've got to let these younger guys start to develop. So I'm I'm beyond caring. They, they, they're done. They're done. They're dead to me, and I don't care. And every time they get the ball, I get fucking physically sick. I will say, Plum, for whatever it's worth, Tom did sort of address this a little bit and merely said he felt it was a little bit early in the season for a quarterback competition, <laughs> which, it, which is to say, though, that's on his radar. He, he identifies out of it. Like, yeah. He, 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 and that is a shot at AJ when you yeah. said oh, that. There's like, no doubt. But, but he doesn't have, but see, my, my point to Tom is he not take shots like that. It is a shot to AJ. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's the more subtle shots like that that are the ones that he knows what should get to his guys because he's not afraid to say, oh, AJ's a piece of shit. I fucking hate him. I, in fact, I tried to hit him with my Mazda yesterday. Like, that's the kind of shit Tom is trying to say. Him regularly. Literally, all the time. He'll throw guys right under the bus and back it over them. So that's not, back you know, the Mazda but, over him. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, sound like my aunt Sue when I get mad. I think perhaps there's an NIL lesson to be learned here. Oh my there God, are two people on campus that have gotten signature dishes. There's, of course, the Peyton Thorn burger. And now there's the AJ Hogard quarter pound hot dog. Mm. And neither of these situations look great at the moment. So perhaps what we need to learn as a the greater East Lansing community is we don't put statues up and we don't put athletes names on quarter pound hot dogs with secret sauces. So I guess I'm just throwing that out there. Something for us to consider. Yeah. It's, it's worth thinking about. I, uh, 
I don't know. Uh, I it. I don't know that it's, uh, there's much from this game that's worth uh, breaking on breaking down beyond what we've already talked about. Um, I, I guess Kevin, I'll ask you this: We're going to preview Duke here in a little while. What's the number of three point shots missed that you are that that you're like? Oh no, this is. This is really a problem. This is like, I mean, it's a fluke what happened, but like they could do better, and you're still like, mm, mm-mm. if it's fifteen nope. percent shooting or less, we we have a real trend going here. Yeah. Okay. This idea that all of a sudden we're gonna have a bounce back game and we're gonna go like, uh, like fourteen for seventeen on laughable. three, laughable, laughable. Zero percent chance. We are going to have to dig ourselves out of this hole. But if there's another ten to fifteen percent or less abysmal showing for three, yeah, that we that just it's not going to it's not going to be that team the whole way. But like I said before, you don't go from that to being a good three point shooting team. Yeah, Yeah, I I mean, I do. I I guess I just really want to underscore though. They went one for 11, and one of those 11 was Nick Sanders. Yeah. Wide open in garbage time, and it almost went in. But so that, that's 10 attempts. That's a, that's a point guard problem. Yeah. That is not a. Right. That, that's not them being like, oh, we just suck at three point shooting. Yeah. Because they, they had no problem hoisting 20, and even then at times they felt gun shy. Also, yeah. Not to double down on Malik, but when Southern Indiana's like, I'm not going to guard you. <laughs> what was Malik in this game? He went 0 for 1. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he didn't take... It. They, they said, please, please shoot. So... Uh, Greg, should we do that hockey? Let's do that hockey. So... The Nittany Lions were in town, ranked Big Ten opponents, and even though uh, MSU technically lost in uh, in overtime, or I think in in uh, uh, shots, penalty shots, uh, at the end of the game, they ended up taking four of the available six points on the weekend. So unbeaten technically in Big Ten play. And uh, we've got Wisconsin coming up, another big uh, Big Ten opponent. So get yourselves out to Munn. There's a lot to be excited about. Support this team. And uh, as Jonesy said, do that hockey. Plum, when's the last time you were in Munn? I think once after graduation, I went back maybe 10 years ago. We got to get you up here, Burba. Yeah, I really have to come. There's no excuse. Look at the schedule. Pick a game. We're going to a game. Mm-hmm. Let's go do that hockey. Um, anything else uh, related to... Because uh, I'm kind of... I'm looking at the time, and I'm wondering if we've you know, spent enough talking about ourselves to move mm. on to this next subject. I think maybe. But is it perhaps time for us to go off Grand River Aha. and discuss yeah. the University yeah. of Michigan? 
Yeah, I know that uh, I know that there's few things in the world that can get me more irritated about living than AJ Hogard, but one of them certainly is the University of Michigan and their utter lack of self-awareness or frankly, self-respect. Should we start with the facts of the case just to make sure that we have those? Because I think if you've been yeah. paying really close attention, mm-hmm. it could be easy to lose those. And yeah. if you've been paying no attention, you might not know have them. Have a clue. So right. I'll attempt this. So where we left off, uh, it was becoming clear that the Big Ten was going to take some kind of action this season. Uh, but they did so this week. They submitted that letter to the University of Michigan with all of their knowledge. Uh, and it sounds like kind of either in explicit or an implicit, like now's the time where you would take action based off of all of this information that we have. There's a preponderance of evidence, including evidence that we as a public don't have. There's a master spreadsheet of all of the events uh, that were that were being recorded. And then there's also apparently additional evidence that hasn't been discussed at all publicly. And then there's uh, interviews that took place where University of Michigan staff members who remain on staff I guess, expressed details about the scheme leading to believe that they were involved in it in some way. So that letter gets sent to U of M. U of M has time to respond to it. It turns out they would ask for more time to respond to it and take all the time they have. They throw back a little double birds FU to the Big Ten. The Big Ten then the following day formally responds by uh, notifying the University of Michigan that they are punishing the program by suspending their head football coach for game day. And this is an important distinction. It's not that they're suspending Jim Harbaugh for his role in all of this or his role as the head coach. They're punishing the program by suspending the head coach. The University of Michigan, of course, immediately files a restraining order uh, in Washtenaw County. Interesting. And the a judge temporary restraining order, which temporary is restraining order, pardon me. And the judge does chooses not to rule on the case, which I, I think might be important, but I'll let the lawyer on the podcast, uh, comment on that. And there will be a hearing on this, I believe Friday in person in Washtenaw County. And I think that is generally the true facts of the case. Yeah. Do you want to get into any of the things said, or do we want to pocket that fun for later? No, we now is the time that we have to discuss how the university itself and the people around it, the people that represent it in media and in other places have chosen to respond to this. Can can we talk about the TRO for a quick second? Sure. The temporary restraining order? Or uh, it's a very similar standard to a preliminary injunction. Uh, Depending on where you are, uh, you might hear one or the other. And it's important for folks to know that uh, this is your, what this is, is you're saying something bad is going to happen. And I need you to stop it mm-hmm. for a second so that we can sort it all out. That's, that's the ask of the court in, in, a, in a nutshell. 
And so places that you could see this kind of a thing happening in a, in a more normal circumstance is a, a business is about ready to lose a trade secret or an employee is about ready to leave with all of your business contacts, right? And so you would go to a judge and you would say, stop it, stop it now. Like we need to, we need to litigate this. We need to figure it out. Um, and so one of the things, not one of the most important thing that you must prove is irreparable harm. It's harm, right? No, irreparable harm, not a lot of harm. It, just because it hurts real bad doesn't make it worthy of a TRO. It must be irreparable harm. So I could be wildly wrong, but it's telling to me that the judge said, nah, it's fine. We'll talk about this on Friday. <laughs> yeah. You, you can not, sit- not Monday. Not Tuesday. <laughs> judge, we, we don't even need to talk about it. The judge could make a ruling on the paper. The judge opted. The mm-hmm. Supreme Court does this. Circuit courts do this all the time. Like, a, a, you know, a, a ruling will be handed down. Uh, you'll see this in, in hot button political issues. Uh, a, a judge will hand something down that'll end affirmative action or ban abortion or legalize abortion, you know, and, and then it'll, they'll immediately race to the court above and say, you gotta stop it. Mm-hmm. And then they do. And so it, it is the, the decision just, I'm just saying like, if your claim is that him missing games or being suspended would cause irreparable harm. And the judge said, that's yeah, cool for one. I don't know that that bodes well for the <laughs> remainder of your case. Uh, but I could, I could be wrong. Uh, so anyway, because it is to- only games, by the way, uh, Jim Harbaugh, despite the, um, outpouring that we'll talk about here in just a moment is still alive and in fact can still coach during the week he just cannot be on the sidelines that is it and so some of the i i I was trying candidly to find the filing uh for folks so that i could i could digest it a little bit more and it's it's difficult to to get the whole thing but at least two of the arguments made um in favor of the irreparable harm one is you can make a public interest argument so that it is in the public's interest for uh, for for X conduct to be stopped or or to to continue, and in this case they're making the argument continue that Jim Harbaugh should be continued to coach. And the public interest argument is that Michigan's really good at sports and and football in particular, and thus may win the national championship. And if they don't get to do that, then that's bad for the public interest. The public wouldn't get to see them do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not up on. Michigan case law, but <laughs> I, I have a hard believing time believing that's what the case law suggests the real public interest is here. Yep. Uh, the other argument, which is, I think, equally LOL, uh, but is at least maybe a bit more compelling, kind of, is that since this hasn't been adjudicated by the NCAA yet, so there hasn't been a finding by the NCAA, this sort of puts a scarlet letter, if you will, on on the university. This causes irreparable harm to the reputation of their program because there's an implication of, of guilt associated with it. There are pictures yeah. of him... On the central sideline, 
There are Venmo transactions. He is talking to your coordinators. You all cheated. This is this is very explicitly stated in the letter from the Big Ten to the University of Michigan. They basically said, in the parlance of the current generation, y'all caught in 4K. <laughs> Literally in it's 4K. It's out there. We know it. You seem to know it as well. Because you didn't deny it. None of their, none of what, well, this, maybe this is sort of the bridge. It reminds me of the, the old adage, you know, if the facts are on your side, you pound the facts. If the law's on your side, you pound the law. And if neither the facts nor the law are on your side, you pound the table. There's a lot of table pounding that is happening right now. This and is. All of their arguments are about procedure, not about whether we cheated or not. Because the shout did, and they know it, it's entirely procedure, and then just the wailing that is happening out there. This is 100% the rules for thee and none for me. This is you, they're bullying. I mean, this is, this is six-year-old level tantrum horseshit. Yeah. Uh, this is, it's not fair, why me? I mean, this is a... This is this is how Donald Trump wins in 2016. It's how he'll win in 2024. Yep. That the truth, the facts, the observation, the, what you can plainly see, it just isn't happening. And and the, the 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 everything is cooked. The whole deal is cooked, and you're out to get me. Um, what for me is the most I can. If it's Alabama, yes. Florida State, uh huh. Auburn, Ole Miss, absolutely. I equate the SEC with just cheating. With it just means more down with there. Just, with just with with no sense of anything else because that's who they are. There's no rules. These are people whose ancestors fought for the Confederacy. Let's just be explicit. And, they don't have any fucking self-respect. And they principals of the University of Michigan people. have accused those programs of cheating multiple times. Oh, oh. So my only point to them is like you don't even pretend to be – leaders of men you don't pretend to be anything other than win at all costs there are no rules this is our shtick the university of michigan goes out of its way time and time again to position itself as the last bastion of all that is in integrity integris ethical magnanimous tall standing righteous fully just just unbelievably self-inflated. And this term, the leaders and the best. Right. And to be able to be able to watch them absolutely refuse to rise to the occasion uh, with, 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 with very few exceptions. All, no one in leadership at the school is willing to take a fucking ounce. I think that's very interesting and something that we've got to come back to. Of accountability. But continue. Well, but but, but it, 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 that's all I meant. It's, there's no accountability from the very top, from any level, from the president to the athletic director to their general counsel to their football coach to their football coach's slime lawyer to their board of regents. Best law firm that they employed to to their boosters to their student athletes the rot is total 
Well, this gets to the central myth that they have about who they are. Their central myth about who they are is that they're exceptional. And they're exceptional in multiple ways. And one of the core ways to them that they always point at is football. Yep. But the problem has been that they've not been exceptional at football for an exceptionally long time. They have half a national championship in 50 years. Tons of other, like greater than 50, like tons and tons of programs have national championships over that time. They don't have a full national championship. And this is their chance. And they're so desperate because they've built this thing about themselves. And this is their chance to maybe achieve it for themselves and that they might lose it is just slipping away. It's driving them mad, crazy right now. And Jonesy, I'm interested in what your thoughts are on this because it seems to me like two weeks ago or whatever it was, we, we were asked like, what's the most Michigan thing of all time? And my answer was the COVID thing where they were, where Jim was like, Jim Harbaugh was like, we do it better than anyone. You guys should send the, you know, scientists here to see how we do it. And then they, they failed utterly at it. And then they weaponized their failure for a uh, athletic advantage. This is so similar, but the, the meltdown that happened on Saturday, a Friday night and Saturday was like, like their, their entire ecosystem melted down. It wasn't just MGO blog. It wasn't just the message boards. It wasn't just Twitter. It was real people in media grown folks with reputations melting down publicly with this righteous fury of like, how could you do this to us? Even though we've cheated, it's (laughs) wild. Can we just, can you underline that though? No one disputes. No one. The conduct happened. They don't dispute that the conduct happened. I'm living in la la land that it's literally a second graders argument, but they did it too. Let's talk about that for a second, because that was, I think, preceding a bit of this was the argument and indeed was a central thrust of the letter that they sent back to the Big Ten. Yes. Is that other people cheated also. And by other people, what they really mean is that coaches shared with other coaches things that they discerned about the other team signals as a result of having been on the sideline. Yep. So I would say this then. If that's the same thing, then why didn't you just do that? Yes. Why? Yes. Yes. And well, it's, it's either they, because you are so insufferable that you yeah. have no, no friends. friends. You don't have any friends. <laughs> Which yep. is a real distinct possibility. Yep. But the more likely thing is you gained a competitive advantage engaging in the conduct that you engaged in. And they knew it. And they knew it. So they did what they could. And by the way, I'm not making an excuse. We could, we could, we could guess and or, or just wonder aloud for years around why those coaches did it. And by the way, I don't know if that's against the rules. And by the way, if it is against the rules, then hold them accountable too. Hold them accountable. Show the, the big, proof the, and hold them accountable. And they will be held accountable. The, but, I think the Big Ten addressed this in their response, which is to say, if you have evidence of someone doing in-person electronic scouting. Provide it. By all means. Well, they made so much hay of the Ohio State coach. 
and I was trying to avoid this, but the Ohio State coach being like, we had Michigan signals and he provided yeah. that document. But yep. it it came with a key with visuals from the all 22 videos, which are publicly available to all publicly programs. Available. It is not, it's apples to oranges. It's not the same thing. It's not a good faith argument. It's it, yeah. and but but this this isn't this isn't based on good faith arguments. No, this is not. truly based on stages of grief. It's me bargaining with AJ Hogard. Please stop. It's there. It's an entire fan base. But I, again, what makes it worse for me is the fan base at the University of Michigan is 85 percent Trump supporting Walmart shopping yokels. That's who is a Michigan. But Wolverine it's not. Fan. We're not talking about those people. No, 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 no. But I know. But that's my we're point. talking about real I University of Michigan it. alums and I principals of the University of Michigan. And that, but I'm saying I expect it from those people. They're allowed to hew to this. That's I think they've taken this. I, I think this group that you're talking about has taken this whole situation way better than the actual Michigan. Well, because that's the soup that they live in. My point is your point, which is that it is unfathomable to me. That the president of the university gets on Twitter and says, bet. Well, it gets worse. Did you see his statement today? Oh, no, I didn't. Uh, It's linked in our... Is that it? uh, Go ahead and have a look at it. I thought is that, that I thought that's Wards. I read Wards. Do you... Underneath that is the one from Santa. Oh, Lord God. Well, I... Read it. It's unhinged. It's about... How it's us against the world, and oh we're going through adversity. Yeah, and, and this is this is insane. This is untethered from reality. This is so so sad. You cannot be a leader of anyone. Let me read this to you, Plum, and react to it live. No, I'm, I'm, live I reaction. It. I, I read it. I read it. It's like right any community, we face our share of challenges and adversity. There have been many such moments in our history, but our team showed so clearly yesterday we will respond to any challenge head on with a conviction to do better and emerge even stronger. I don't know what that means. You could have, if you had said, if you'd swapped out team for university, you could have made that the statement from Michigan State. A month after the shooting. Yep. Like mm-hmm. that is so hyperbolic and why? It means nothing. It means nothing. It doesn't, it, the words don't mean anything. What are you talking about? Conviction to do better. Does that mean to cheat less? Or does that mean to rise up against our, 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 the opponent, the, the enemies we have just created out of whole cloth that are literally just institutions trying to hold us accountable because we cheated and we don't deny it? Yeah. I mean, if we could just use plain language, what we're saying is we got caught cheating. We acknowledge we cheated. We can't believe you're trying to hold us accountable for that. How dare you? This is unjust. Watch me commit seppuku to, to show you I can't go on living in a world where in fact it is fair for me to be held accountable for the cheating that I acknowledge we did. Um, Ward also issued a statement. Well, Ward gets into the into the the deeper stuff. I Santos is a great with, place to start. I want to start with Ward starting strong by using a single space after a period, and then devolving fully into double spaces after a period. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, 
Ward does get into some of the nitty gritty. Um, and seemingly tries to cloak himself in the Big Ten flag while also saying that I know the Big Ten coaches are happy right now. Yeah, he acknowledges that everyone hates them. <laughs> Which we do. We do. And and I think this isn't about Ward's statement in particular, but I really am struck by the the difference in tenor and tone that at least I can speak for how our fan base probably would have reacted, I think would have reacted, which is, oh shit. Like, and I'm there, sure I mean, there just, would have been lashing out. There would have been like the head coach didn't know there would have been those things. There would have been what about ism. Yep. But we wouldn't have taken it well. I'm not, I'm not saying I, I would never make the argument that our fan base would have been magnanimous, magnanimous and just been like, I don't okay. think we're going to court over it. Do no, there is no way our administration would have rolled right over our administration. The big 10 asked us to give up a home football game and our administration went, okay, we'll go play at Ford field. Oh, it's cold outside. Uh, so no, this never, ever, nothing resembled the resembling this would have come out from our administration. Can I, can I just say that, and this, by the way, is one of the reasons why people hate Michigan. This is why Ward is right to say this. And, and, and I think the, for me, the absolute, uh, encapsulating moment of why the world hates Michigan is Sharon Moore standing on that field in that post game interview crying and dedicating that win to Jim Harbaugh. That was the most love you, man. That was the most literally crying, the most insincere saccharine, fully inauthentic, wholly devolved, brainless, asinine, imbecilic thing I've ever seen. And I've watched Jim Harbaugh's press conferences. I've watched this man try to talk to humans. To see him crying was to acknowledge a person. I mean, this is, by the way, how cults happen. This yep. is how you have Jonestown Massacre. This is how you have Waco, yep. Branch Davidian. You have, ins- and, and this is how you have Trump. I mean, this is, it's, I, I, I know I sound like a crazy person, but like, I don't know how else to make sense of it. It's, it is the lesson of the last five years. Never give an inch, just. Just go, just keep forcing it. And, keep and forcing if you it. force your side of the narrative long enough, yeah. people will start to believe it. And we yeah. are seeing that out there too. They yeah. can get away with this just like they get away with everything else. If they stick with it and they just continue to push this narrative and they continue to win, which they might do. Yeah, they will. Um, yeah. Because the, I mean, the fact of the matter is they they won the hell out of that game against Penn State. Well, and, and uh, credit and credit to them, by the way, uh, James Franklin. And I mean, my God, what a fucking doofus. That guy is useless. Yeah. Uh, hey, I, I like how you fire your offensive coordinator, but you made some yeah, pretty you, stupid you, decisions. Real boner decisions. Fire yourself into the sun, my friend. I, I, I want to, before we move off of this, and I know we're going to have to because time, but I want us to, uh, I, I had to honor Santa Ono uh, with a limerick this week. <laughs> It, it was time. And I want to read what I, what I have for him. Because uh, he earned it. He earned it this week. So I, uh, 
<clears throat> I present. <laughs> Christmas comes but once a year. Santa said, bet, hold my beer. Sobbing everyone cheats, gifting TRO tweets, his pride deeply lodged up his rear. <laughs> well done. Well done. Well, can we, can we put a button on this by talking about Santa Ono and what this kind of represents? Because like we know that Santa loves the, the, uh, the social media. Yeah. He's got 2 million engagements on this statement that he made. Oh, yeah. And it, to me, it's a perfect representation of yeah this is the university this is who they want in charge of it that he's he's got his finger on the pulse he's not even from there but he knows that this type of statement is going to just it's red meat to his base and it doesn't matter that it debases the institution it doesn't matter that it's not grounded in reality it doesn't none of these are things are important because his constituency loves this but are, okay but all right sir i don't mean to prolong this it, and i don't know why i i want them to do the right thing but i've i've felt we've talked before at times about them we wish they did the right thing in other contexts that that mattered a little bit more than this it'd be but, easy to do the right thing in this context by the way yeah it really cost them next to nothing but anyway <laughs> the 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 component of this that is baffling to me. If if you happen to be a Michigan fan who suffered through this this segment, kudos to you. Here's what I don't get about Santa. And this is why your iteration of someone who just thrives on social media is not great. Because Santa's getting all the love and affirmation that he thinks he needs, but what he's forgetting is that there are at the moment 13 other schools in the conference. Yeah with four more coming in, which is going to dilute your power. Yep. And you didn't give a shit about your external stakeholders. All you cared about was your internal stakeholders. Yep. And I promise you yep. that no one, that, that if, if you look around the room and everyone else is pissed at you, maybe what you should do is say, I'm sorry. Yep. Like, hey. He doesn't care. He's done the math on it. He cares entirely about his internal stakeholders. He doesn't care about the external ones. Or, I mean, we get to be in in rooms with with people. Not not like this. Not this powerful. But like he he just thinks once everyone's in the room together, they're just going to be pleasant to one another. It'll be business as usual. In the meantime, I don't know that it is meat. for this though. I truly. Oh, it won't be. No. And now that they've hired the 127th best law firm to go up against a better one, uh, the <laughs> sorry, we're for... not getting into it, Michael. We're staying up here. Come on. Fine. I'm just saying y'all have a real niche group of folks. Anyway, uh, it, I, he's costing the big 10 big bucks and that, that cannot go over well with the constituency. Anyway, well, they're going to leave yeah. the conference anyway. As as Ward oh said in his, in his oh statement, this will not soon be forgotten. <laughs> yeah, please. You, the hyperbolic language. Oh my god, just shut up. They can't help it. But it's like, but I yeah, I've I've just never seen anybody pander to a a, la, a less domesticated base 
And that's what's happening. I mean, it, it's like I it's it's literally pandering to second and third graders crying in their cereal. I, I, I just I, it is so beneath their dignity. And the fact that they can't see it, that is so it, it just it's like I can't make sense of it. These are some of the smartest people. And it goes to show it, it's not about intelligence. It, it, it's something it's something greater. And uh, it, it's, it's there's nothing about integrity. There's nothing about moral clarity. There's nothing around leadership here. Not a fucking ounce. So, yeah. But why am I why am I fucking surprised? That's on me. I'm not surprised by any of this. I am a little bit surprised by some of the how unhinged it it is. Yeah. The, like, and not just from the the message boards. Like, certain writers. We've lost the media elements. Yeah. There's no decorum. like. Yeah. It it is it got to a just yeah. fever pitch that I have never seen before. And, so and I, all I, of the suspension when they they must know that these wins are going to be vacated. All all vacated. They don't care. They want it now. They do. They yep. want it now. Yep. And honestly, yep. I I, yep. I think yep. I've said before I would respect that take. Like if if people were just honest about it because winning feels good <laughs> and I can win now, then I would respect someone who's honest about like. I don't care. I know they're all going to be gone. I want to win the natty anyway, because it feels good now. All right. I celebrate your hedonism. Like, sure. But also, are, are they going to win the natty? Like, there's no. a lot of hard games to come. What's the it's, what's the old joke about? Uh, what's the difference between uh, Frosted Flakes and a, and a Wolverine? I don't know this one. Oh, Frosted Flakes know what to do in a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's a lot of hard games coming up. They haven't necessarily, they might, like they, like I said, they controlled that Penn State game, they might be have the the chops to do it, but like to to give up so much for this is, I'm maybe I'm with you a little bit, Plum. It, that is surprising to me. Uh, just real quick before we head to previews, for to make everyone feel a little bit better, uh, Maryland lost a UAB, so mm. so whomst amongst us, whomstest amongst us, just. Uh, all right, Greg, walk us through these previews. Uh, we're at an hour 15, so we're going to go through these a little bit quicker than, uh, than usual football. Uh, it's the, it's the battle for last place. Basically. Uh, we got a nooner on the BTN probably should be the BTM plus, but, um, basically IU just opened up, uh, by, uh, favored by four and a half, uh, a team that just lost to Illinois in overtime. So, oh god who cares it's gonna be rough um yeah no one's watching this for fun let's be yeah. clear about that maybe there's some redemption there but i don't know so let's talk about basketball uh we've got duke we've got butler um duke coming up tuesday 7 p.m espn uh so the first game i believe is what that mm-hmm. makes mm-hmm. uh they are currently ken palm 12 as i said before we are down to ken palm 29 uh mm. 14 on offense 21 on defense uh kyle flapowski uh is having a bit of a year he's their sophomore seven footer he's crazy efficient on offense and gobbles up the boards um particularly on defense and uh, is every player that I mentioned in this uh, preview and in the Butler preview is personally shooting better than our entire team from three, hmm. um, including Kyle Flipkowski. 
Uh, so he's shooting pretty well from three. He shot 124 of them last year. So he'll continue to do that. Uh, Jeremy Roach is also playing really well on this team. Took a step senior combo guard. Um, also shooting it well for three and can get to the rim. So kind of like, kind of like maybe a guy on our team that we would have liked to have seen, uh, you know, a bit of a combo guard, a little bit point guard can get Mm. to the rim. I don't know. Don't know anyway, who that would be. Nope. Yep. Nope. So that's Duke. Cool. I don't. I don't know. I. I would say that this is like a forty-sixty type split. Like yeah. maybe. Yeah, um, I think that's right. But anyway, then Butler on Friday. Currently, Ken Palm seventy-four, um, hundred eight on offense, sixty-two on defense. They are currently two and zero, but have only played Eastern and Southwest Missouri State. The relevant thing about this game is a an oldie but a goodie will be returning mm. to campus mr pierre brooks will ah. be back at breslin center why and he already has four threes on the season oh plum God. how many threes does our entire team have on the season remind me uh, is it three it's two it's, it's two. two it's mm-hmm. two threes he Even has less- Twice as many threes as our entire team. Mm, um, and he's playing well generally on offense, particularly in like the mid-range game. Like maybe I don't I don't know. Uh, but they also have Posh Alexander, who was at St. John's last year, uh, senior point guard, a transfer in, um, is doing a really good job dishing the rock around and is himself shooting like 40% from three. So that's those are those are the previews um it would be nice to get a nice big get right game against duke and then defend home court but right now that's i don't know how to feel happen. about no, either of these games that's not gonna happen at all uh anyway twitter questions gentlemen shall we oh we've we're gonna do it with gusto uh all right number one uh plum I recently had a repressed memory come to surface wherein my father admitted that when Michigan wasn't playing state, he'd sometimes root for them. Alex, how should I process this trauma? Well, this I is used, Mr. Neurotic Pants, by Mr. The way. Neurotic Pants. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to confess I did too. You know, I grew up in a U of M household. I, many memories of uh, watching them win and being happy about it. And, I, you know, I just have to think that the younger me would have had enough self-respect today to go my Lord and my God and, uh, and walk the hell away. So good luck to you. Uh, we can recommend a counselor if that's helpful to you as you journey through the grief that this has undoubtedly brought you. What's next? Next Jonesy aside from urban Meyer, which of the other candidates has enough cachet to land big recruits? I don't know that of the listed recruits, uh, not recruits, I'm sorry, of the listed coaches, that there's anyone who is necessarily going to have the cachet. But I'll also say that Mel Tucker didn't seemingly have the cachet and was starting to bring in more four stars than we'd seen uh, at Michigan State for a long time. So, uh, you know, uh, and and some of these coaches have been pretty successful, maybe with new digs, new facilities. Things are different. Spartan uh, dogs for life. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, I mean, some of them have been coming, uh, mm. like the Washington State, I think, and the Oregon State guy are on the list. And those are under-resourced programs in a bad conference to begin with that is no longer a conference. So ah. um, 
Also, we didn't even ever ever talk about that, but did you see that Washington State and Oregon State are trying to run off with the whole $200 million? <laughs> that, and, good for them. I hope yeah. they get it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, next, Plum. <laughs> uh, someone named... Gr- Someone named Graham Couch has asked, how easy does Bum think it is to write a third take in 45 seconds after an MSU football game? I've got your rebounding right here. (laughs) What I love is the self-own nature of this, Graham, that that's how much effort goes into your your quick take columns. That's good. God, I wish I was paid to offer. Because you've heard how unhinged I am, Graham. My Lord, could you imagine if I was paid? Uh, for 45 seconds worth of my own utter in, incomprehensible meanderings. You people are dumber than you were 15 minutes ago for having tuned in this week. So we you know do what? get plum paid. Thank you. Listener, Mike Jones for this Luca Marino, all Americana, small batch whiskey bourbon, nice. which is lovely, but actually probably should be in like a old fashioned. Anyway, continue. <sighs> Uh, no, uh, how, what, what do I say to that? Plum, I, I do think I would encourage because Graham was a really good sport about how you immediately and then often came at him uh, in, in the episode <laughs> last week. Uh, I think you should start a reoccurring bit where you do your own three quick takes from the game. And oh, just my quick- God, I should. And just be absolutely unhinged. Well, and listen, listeners of the pod, just audio clip any any three takes that I yelled about AJ Hogard this week and let's publish those on the internet. Uh, but we can't because that would drive poor AJ. I'm sure just wild. That's how this whole show works. It gets published on the internet. It does. <laughs> you know that? <laughs> My God. It's uh www.creedthoughts.gov. <laughs> Creedthoughts.com. <laughs> I deserve this. <laughs> All right, next up is Stupidest Shardy, who asks, favorite movie you've seen this year, Greg? Uh, Barbie, probably. Barbie was great. Um, Barbenheimer? You weren't a Barbenheimer? I didn't, I didn't do the second half of that. I'll catch that on streaming. Thank you very much. I, Whoa. I'm not going to go watch The it. one that is like, he would be angry to hear that you put it on streaming. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. That's all part of it to me, which Tenet, you'll recall, Jonesy, you and I, we watched Tenet on streaming, right? Tenet? Yeah. I've, um, I've just have seen Tenet a few times. I watched it in reverse, in fact. <laughs> we do the <laughs> mementoification of Tenet. Uh, but Bar- Barbie was really good, and that would probably be my choice for movie of the year. What about you guys? Uh, I, we just, uh, what, Painkiller or something? It's got uh, Emily Blunt in it. It's on Netflix. It's about the opioid. It was actually very, very, very good. Very good. Hmm. Yeah. Highly recommend. Very sad that it's November and I cannot recall. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. Good. Uh, next up, anyone hosting Thanksgiving this year? We will be on an airplane to Thailand uh, while crossing the international dateline, I believe, on Thanksgiving. So, No. Can you imagine Thanksgiving at Grooch's house? Hey, everyone, we brought in the goop from the Matrix for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Did you see the holiday-flavored Soylent I bought? <laughs> <laughs> holiday-flavored. <laughs> That's good. Uh, that is good. Uh, I, I think uh, my in-laws typically come up and we have a lovely time. I'm going to do a turkey on the smoker this year. Mm-hmm. We're actually just exchanging what recipes uh, or not uh, what, what everyone's bringing. So uh, I think we'll be hosting a Thanksgiving there. That's great. So, 
Uh, next up, how's Dimitri's... the lawn gonna look when when they get here? I think they might be picking up leaves tomorrow, and I again didn't bring them down to the curb. So uh, that wow. is not good. Not good. Next up Dim- is Demetrius, uh, who asked Jimbo to MSU thoughts. My I don't Lord. think he's up for the gig. I I don't think he'd want it. I think Jimbo would be a pay cut. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, for those who don't know, the budget has come out and MSU is looking to offer between five and seven million, which is less than what Jimbo will be making per year to not work. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Uh, next up, Beth Amaro asks, was watching the game with my son who's deaf with captions on during the first 10 minutes, the word Adolf appeared randomly no less than 13 times. Here's a sampling. Is this coincidence or world-class troll from NBC? Nice distraction from the OSU carnage, though. I, I'm a little... I guess I'm not surprised that the Pecock, uh it was so insensitive all over the place. Uh, going out of their way to deliberately troll MSU uh, Spartan fans who require closed captioning feels hurtful. I mean, I can't believe that that's true. Un. <laughs> believe in what context but did she upload pictures because i didn't she's got yeah. pictures it's they're on, right in here the outline uh so uh, it's fantastic <laughs> i love it. it um very clearly it says here uh adolf was born in austria uh then it says austria known best for uh the the birthplace of some dude named adolf uh, and then the next one says, uh, where was that guy Adolf born question mark? Um, so I, inconclusive, uh, <laughs> if this was a troll or not. Yeah. I do like Travion Henderson as good as any player Adolf college. Adolf uh, college. Uh, so good. Maybe we should be canceling NBC the way that, uh, you know. We got raked it's, over the coals. This one, it's what happens, Adolf. <laughs> uh, these are great. I, one Thank of the fun bet. things about this podcast is we have our like we have our sources all over the place, and apparently yeah. Beth is our source for NBC closed captioning, which uh, with Adolf. That's good. Thanks, Beth. Keep this up for us. Yeah. <laughs> also, Next deep up, apologies to your family. <laughs> Next up to Joe Ashworth from Joe Ashworth. Did anybody on the pod ever struggle under pressure or have an off week during your undergrad career? Because no. goddamn, last week's pod had me considering filing a restraining order on behalf of the basketball team. <laughs> Joe, you should reach out to Santa. He's got you on that. Yeah. I I can only speak. For Plum and I, or for Jonesy and I, I can't speak for Plum, but I, I can say confidently that neither of us ever had an off week in our undergraduate career. <laughs> and, and, and Plum will be the first to tell you that he was in the Honors College and James Madison. And so. Did I tell you guys? I don't know if I ever told you. I was actually admitted at U of M. I chose not to go there. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever mentioned that. I don't think I have. So, uh, uh, no, I don't know what you're talking about, Joe. And how do you. Uh, last week, I think maybe was our most. Listen, direct things criticism. things were said yep. oh yeah things were said no receipts should be kept listen that pod last week was because i was hanging on by a thread i needed something to bring you back to earth and frankly the boys delivered they gave me an hour of their evening so that i could watch myself on camera my blood vessels in my head just pop one after the other uh and um and so i i deeply appreciated that 
That was uh, just catharsis for me. It may be worth a a reminder to folks, though, that uh, while we do have some good fun here and say some things sometimes that are not always kind, that we do really actually root hard for these teams. Very hard. And want great success for all of them and believe going into games that we're going to win. So maybe yeah. not the Ohio State game. Maybe but, not this one. No, we, but, we knew that wasn't going to happen. But, but but anyway, but generally, like, it's worth remembering we do actually cheer for all of these kids. Even A.J. Hogard is a man. Even A.J. Hogard. Oh, God. I didn't. I really didn't want to have to acknowledge that so soon. Um, so thanks, Joe. But he that. played so poorly in this game. Uh, next up from Joe Ashworth, what are the odds, and we'll give this one to Jonesy, that Michigan actually gets the TRO at Friday's hearing? Maybe, but again, like irreparable harm was the standard and the judge said, bet. Yeah. <laughs> with, a, with a little trending down stock emoji. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely I, appropriate in this case. And, and I think, so just real, real quick aside, oftentimes these things get to ar- be argued without the opposition there because it's an emergency filing. That's not going to happen here. Mm. The 127th best law firm will show up against the 15th best law firm, and the 127th law firm will probably. Well, apparently, the Big Ten also has local representation in Ann Arbor. In Ann Arbor, some dude as well. So I don't know how all. Uh, Yeah, I don't. I don't know what Michigan's local council rules are. I guess I I will say. What a stupid thing! This law system that you've dedicated your life to michael jones yeah in mm-hmm. delaware you have to have local counsel there's whole firms dedicated because you know corporations do all their litigation there that right. there's these firms that anyway no one cares uh next up mamapolif uh and with that mm, all right first question the top two most popular majors at msu are advertising and communications with that information in hand are you able to explain slash expound on why everything seems so silenced with the coach and president search and just the need to be proactive in digging themselves MSU out of a hole. I don't understand the second ampersand, third ampersand, I'm not believe. <laughs> Too many ampersands, Susan. You know Mike doesn't like an I think, ampersand. I think what she's saying is we churn out a lot of advertising and comm majors, and then she's criticizing the... Lack of comms on this whole The thing. comms and the PR of these processes. Mm-hmm. The presidential search... I have been getting emails about it um, from the university, from the university for what it's worth. The coaching search, I think, is purposefully quiet, Yeah, even though I disagree that that should be a priority uh, because I think the team desperately wants to know who their next coach is going to be and not just the guy that's going to get going to get a uh, an interview. Um, (laughs) So. I mean, this has been a problem for the university the entire time that we've been affiliated with it. Yeah. They just cannot get the PR thing right. Yep. Though, and uh, uh, I do this believe has been a communication of that or a continuation. There was a, I, I think again, I forget. I think I heard Sheehan say this, uh, that um, the board has said, or at least it's been reported that the board is saying we're not getting involved unless it's urban. As in, I, what does that mean? It means that they they were not in favor of urban. I, I don't think. 
I haven't heard that, but I could be wrong. Um, the only thing I've actually heard anyone from the board comment on either of these is Dennis Denno, who is a deeply unimpressive human being, um, <laughs> for his station on Dumb of a person university, uh, <laughs> that at first um, he said they don't need to take the recommendation from the presidential search committee, but then he got criticized for that. So he walked it back and said they would probably take the recommendation. <sighs> so compelling. God, this is something compelling. that someone in his first term on the board that just got elected should be saying out loud. Mm-hmm. Resign Dennis. <laughs> more more examples of our own leaders and best. That's Next up, Amopolif uh, asks, and with that previous question in mind, which position would you like to see filled first, coach or president? And knowing you'll be more vocal about who the coach is, but really for the longevity of your alma mater, isn't it more important who the president is? Yeah, the, the answer to this is president. To be mm-hmm. sure. I actually disagree. Ah. We've, we've suffered through Angler and Stanley. Where you want to say... St- don't don't rush the presidential search. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm argument? just saying it doesn't matter. Like we'll be fine. <clears throat> it, it will survive. What matters is hiring a coach. Okay. <laughs> like that, we won't necessarily be fine in football if we yeah. don't hire a coach in a timely fashion. Or now, for like, I'm in favor sure. of now. Yeah. But president, take your time. We'll be fine. Next up, handling it. Next up, Randy Randleman. I've got to be a first time Twitter questioner. Love you, Randy. Uh, Greg, should the loser of the IU MSU game be relegated to the MAC? Old Brass Platoon or Maction? Maction. Those would be some stakes, let me tell you. Uh, It's been oft debated both on this podcast and off if this is the darkest it's ever been for football and i would suggest to you that the fact that this question is being asked demonstrates that it is this is is the worst yep it's never been worse than this uh and i'm not convinced that we're coming home with the old brass platoon on saturday uh next up from spartan 18770 is jay johnson the only offensive coordinator that doesn't have a five wide receiver set play and what does that say about him as an offensive coordinator and person? Well, in fairness to Jay Johnson, you would need five wide receivers. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, because even thinking, when he had his best shot at it would have been K-9's year with Keon, Jaden, Jalen Naylor, Montori Foster and Trey Mosley. Yeah. And at least one of those dudes is definitely running it under. Yeah. So. But still, I, I know what you're saying here. Uh, Spartan 18, 770. And it, I mean, it goes to show that this man does not deserve to be paid his $1.35 million a year. And that it's an atrocity that he is. Uh, next up from Spartan 18770, uh, Texas A&M, Penn State, Florida, Miami, all teams that got quote unquote better coaches than us, yet they suck just as much. Uh, please discuss. Well, A&M doesn't have that coach anymore. (laughs) And Penn State just fired their offensive coordinator, which suggests that they may not have their coach for much longer either. Uh, it is, it is an interesting question though, because Florida also, you know, had some rocky moments uh miami of 
maybe some of the most public Rocky moments. It does go to show that there's a bit of a crapshoot in this whole thing. And that if we don't end up getting a guy in that top three on your list at the search podcast or wherever you're deciding uh, your top three is, it might not be the end of the world. I mean, Jimbo looked like a pretty good hire when A&M picked him up. So, yeah, maybe not uh, the hubris of putting the national championship trophy already in the case. Good, but like should have been competent. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially with the resources that Jimbo was then given after taking but, that job. Greg, you said the other day, we're in worse than John L territory right now. Yeah. So I don't think they suck just as much. Like, it, this is worse. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, next up from, from the search podcast. Hello, podcast daddies. Should have had you read this one, Plum. Uh, why? why? I just, say more. I can't say more about it. why he should have, he should have read because, it. Because, because I like to be offensive, Michael. Ah, very good. I can relate to that. Uh, does being a Sandusky truther qualify you to make claims that the only person on the planet that can stop us losing to Ohio State ever again is Urban Meyer? I kind of made a snide reference to the same individual. Um, just remember who said what over the course of the last several months. And don't forget it. Just remember who has credibility and who doesn't. It's easy to do. Yeah. Then raise the flag. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Cedar Village Bagel. Well, folks, that was an ass kicking. Sure was. Yep. <laughs> Next up from Cedar Village Bagel. Speaking of ass kickings, what is one game that you can absolutely boat race the other hosts at? Could be a video game, card game, a board game, whatever. Could you dominate them in pick up basketball, for example? Embrace debate. Mm. I could kick both of your asses in Euchre. I'm confident of that. How but do you, you play... need someone else to yes, do that? Euchre no. by yourself. No, you can play three hand Euchre. That's how I know I'd kick your asses because you don't know all the different uh, That's all not the different same, iterations, all the derivatives. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Jonesy, you have your bird board game that you like I to d- tell me about when we talk on the phone. Yeah, well, it's been a minute since I've talked about that. But game, you, but do you like talk about it on the phone? <laughs> it's been at least over a year, but okay. Yeah, there's that. Uh, <laughs> like you're really dredging something up there. But yeah, I uh, I will say there's a... I'm going to have to walk all this back in the future and be like, no, tell me more about the bird board game. Bird, bird, bird. Well, you know about this game, so don't pretend like you aren't into games and you didn't hear about it. But there's a, uh, a game called Wingspan uh, that, uh, for whatever reason, I was able to break. You could, you could beat us in a game of decorating your house for the holiday early. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. That would be not competitive in the same no. way that Ohio State MSU was not competitive. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. You, your use of the word I there was very liberal. <laughs> mm. What can I beat these two gentlemen at handily? Um, I mean, the, the easy thing would be like a Mario Kart. Uh, no, you know, false. For sure. Oh, false. True. No. Uh, maybe a Tetris annihilation. Mm-hmm. It'd be bad. Yep. Mm-hmm. It would yep. be pathetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a Poyo Poyo or a Dr. Mario, something like that. Uh, just choose a video game. 
I'm gonna win. That's fair. I, I'm gonna yeah, totally lose to those. Yeah, 100 percent All right, good try. All right, next up. Oh, I love this because we've been listening to a lot of ABBA. First up from Tyrone Plum. Hi, buddy. ABBA's Anifried Schinilingstadt was born as a part of a Nazi program that had women impregnated by officers. Some women were willing participants. Others were there because Nazis believed they were above the rules. Really tear-jerking. Reminds me of an interview recently. Now you know. Thanks. Rant of the week. Next up from Tyrone. Delayed 45 minutes on a 38-minute flight to kick passengers off for people on another flight with issues. The crew was confused. Then they told a man he was too portly to have a middle seat and made him get off. Minneapolis crew. Again, with Horstopolis ruining my flight. And that was for Delta. It was a Delta flight. Yeah, I mean, anytime... Anytime you're going connection to connection, you're going to get fucked, especially if you don't have status. That's, uh, I say, I, I meant hub to hub. So a Detroit to Minneapolis flight there, Tyrone, that's, you're just asking for it. Just asking for it. I then there was a question about coaches, but we're trying to keep it to two. Sorry, buddy. And we've already covered it. Next up, Thomas Aviasi for Kevin Gregg. Who do you have more faith in next weekend? The MSU coaching staff or an IU team currently in, quote, playoff mode, end quote? <laughs> <laughs> wow what a sophie's choice i've been presented with here <laughs> I, wait don't 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 sleep on tom allen saying that they're in playoff, playoff mode. Mode. <laughs> well that's what i'm laughing about i don't know what that means i, I think he's in play he's, he's playoff for his, on his job for his career for his yeah. job yeah for his wife's respect i don't like what 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 playoff for what tom no, i think he's Middling buyout is still too expensive for IU. So sixty thousand dollars, we couldn't possibly afford that. Meanwhile, Texas still paying Archie. (laughs) (laughs) It might be. Uh, man, I felt pretty confident that we were going to lose this game, and then Tom Allen goes and says something like this, and I'm like, maybe we got a shot. (laughs) Really, like I think at least MSU is self aware of like. No, we're we're playing for pride. That's what we're playing for. Nothing. There's no other stakes. Yeah. And we were trying not to get into the minutia of the Michigan story, but then Thomas Zambiasi comes in here with a second question and says, or asks, how many vacuum cleaners do you think you could sell from your front porch without annoying your neighbors or maybe the IRS or even Spartan Jim or whatever his name is? <laughs> Spartan. Jeff. Jeff. It was Jeff. Jeff. Spartan Jeff. Also, we didn't even talk about the LLCs. Uh, BC2 housing LLC, baby. <laughs> uh, Just, I, I there's truly, been I, so I, I, much to digest over the last I know, week. But I, I choose to believe that Jeff was just being polite and like mm-hmm. being a good neighbor. And, and just Connor, like, man, this guy's really interested in the U of M football team and he's my neighbor. And you know what? This is an interesting thing to talk there's about. There's a lot of vacuums out there. Have you seen the Amazon reviews, by the way? Have you seen the pictures of the vacuums on his porch? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will say this. I think Michigan risked a real opportunity here because they had the perfect scapegoat and they just didn't lean enough yep. into how insane he is. That could be really... the entire narrative right now. And he's willing to go along with it because he's, he is that crazy. Yeah. That, he's like, willing to be your scapegoat. That yeah. was, the, that was the play. This, that was yeah. always the play. 
Next up, Kurt Wisniewski asks, all OCs run a play called, uh, call, I'm sorry, all OCs call a run play on third and 20, right? Insert your donut here, Jay Burglar. Rubble, rubble. Uh, Couldn't say that any better myself. Yeah. I will say I liked the first play from scrimmage from Jay Johnson. He didn't run it. <laughs> and Congrats, I was like, Jay. Man, my guy Jay. And then that didn't last very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up from Kurt, uh, Decaf Dumbledore. <laughs> I would like to put a freshman on the best wide receiver in the country experience. For experience. For experience. On the best wide receiver in the country for experience. Why is MSU allowing him to steal money? Yeah, I don't know why they didn't have a safety bracket in there. But again, though, Chance Rucker was in position. Like, he did his job. So, um, why couldn't the Big Ten have suspended James Franklin prior to the game yesterday? They might have had a chance. <laughs> well yeah, said. That's good. That's good. That's uh, next from Mike Jones. Scotty is the number ten paid defensive coordinator. Jay Johnson God. is the number eight paid defense, uh, offensive coordinator. Cap oh is God. the number four paid position assistant. How bad was Mel P- Tucker at putting together a staff? Uh, Ooh, we've talked about apparently this. is apparently as good as choosing women to flirt with. Mm-mm. So, oh although although I know someone will come at me for saying flirt there instead of sexually harass, so I apologize in advance. <laughs> Last up uh, for Mike Jones, who gets three because he gives us booze. The basketball team is on pace to make 31 threes this season. I'm going to say that again. The basketball team is on pace to make 31 threes this season. And he also gets three because this is a great question. At that rate, how many games will will we win? And the answer to that is three. Three. At that rate, we will win three games, Mike Jones. Perfect. Well done, you. <laughs> uh, next up, Upper Deck Jerk Guy. How mad will MSU Twitter be when the next head coach is announced? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Apprehensive, maybe. I, I don't know that anyone's going to be jumping for joy. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we. I don't think we're raising the flag at this point. So, yeah. Uh, but we'll see. I I do think it. We might think look back at this and think it was a mistake to try to like salvage the season. I understand that you can't actively pursue guys while they're in their seasons, but you can do a lot of back channel communication that I'm hoping was happening. Yeah, that's right. And I'm concerned wasn't. Uh, and Hopefully then background because, checks, background checks. Yep. Cause we're doing two. What's your worst run in with a UM fan? I don't know if there's any stories that we want to share here. Maybe I shouldn't have taken this one. Maybe I should have done a different one. We had options from the upper deck jerk guy. Mm. What's your worst run-in with a UMAA fan? Uh, let me say this. Earlier tonight, I was at a uh, a social you were event. Speaking with your dad? I was no, actually, my dad. We were. I was with my dad today because his birthday is tomorrow. We started to get into this, and my mom decided at that moment to bring the cake in. So smart, smart for her. Uh, no, tonight I was at a lion watching the Lions play with some neighbors, and the game was done. We were all departing uh, kindly with each other, and then of course the subject came up, and I lost my mind, and then had to apologize because everyone was just looking at me with their mouths open. So that was me. Uh, I was right. Of course, uh, but not my best experience. Uh, I was at a child's birthday party on Saturday. 
and uh, I was wearing my Michigan State hoodie because mm-hmm. it was game day, mm-hmm. and uh, and I didn't realize, but an, an older lady uh, sort of came behind me and said, uh, "Go Wolverines!" And I said, "Cheat much?" And then, and then oh god, I realized that's awesome. that she was quite elderly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to take this opportunity. I have a worst story. This won't be like my worst, but I do want to take this opportunity to dispense of a myth, another myth that like so often I'll read like the actual U of M alums aren't so bad. My interactions with several U of M alums have been truly awful, including recent ones where they've just brought up Nasser and like, seven years after the fact as a as like a little chide so um in fact at a work event uh just a few weeks ago so um so like not interested in that myth either uh they can be pleasant and they can be wholly unpleasant um Can, can i just ask is it the person that i hope it is it's not ah that's a bummer uh next up because that person's actually a minnesota alum um next up where were we jd uh why does our fan base always go full-on panic mode every at every minor inconvenience one job opens up and we've got people going full sky is falling because one potential candidate over of one potential candidate overlap and i believe that candidate overlap uh in referenced is mike elko as a possible uh, A&M uh, replacement, which mm-hmm. Mike Elko actually hasn't been on anything that's been published to the extent you choose to believe it. Like not Bruce Feldman, who's just saying agent stuff, but uh, Mike Elko has not been listed as a, as tied to this job by anyone that I think actually knows anything. Anyone so with credibility. I mean, I think Mike Elko makes sense why fans might be interested in him, but um yeah but it, it, i mean it i think it's also fair from jd the, the elements of the fan base do like to just melt down uh yeah. next up from the heat ski didn't watch the game what did i miss plum uh great question i uh i watched the whole game and i also missed everything can you, because can you, i was watching it can you should you should share what you actually texted us what did I text you? Oh, that I was doing gay things. And I was. I was doing gay things. My husband and I went with our brothers-in-law, who are also garied. Is that the portmanteau of gay married? We went and had a double date, and it was really nice. And I didn't look at my phone at all. So, eat it. Uh, next up. Uh, from the key ski, Jimbo Fisher offers uh, to coach for free, or you pay Urban Meyer a hundred million. What's your choice? Urban. It's not my money. <laughs> Urban. Yeah. Urban it's not coming money. out of my pocket. Yeah, hundred percent Urban. One, one of those is a winner, by the way, and one of them is not. Oh God, help us! That's me on record. Jimbo's got a natty. It's just not at eight a.m. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. All right. All right. That's fair. Okay. Next up from Nate C, uh, after the basketball team loses to Duke, oh, mean, um, will everyone panic and finally realize this year was all hype? In parentheses, the overrated chants are going to be brutal from the last half of the Big Ten this year. 
I think that's a little, I mean, we might lose to Duke, but it's still maybe premature. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, next up uh, from Nate C, is it time for your new football head coach list yet? Do you have a top five? If one of you say Urban, I will think less of you for just thinking it's a possibility. Well, we don't think it's a possibility. <laughs> we said that two weeks ago now? Correct. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a. I, I'm not interviewing. I, I. That's right. Like, there's. It, we're going to interview people who have won somewhere, mm-hmm. and people will take this job because it's a better job than the one that they had. Like, yep. This isn't. Uh, you know, what? Uh, North Carolina stealing. Uh, Roy Williams from Kansas, right? Uh, or who did Bill Self come from? Uh, like, Illinois. Yeah, this isn't this isn't that. We're, this is going to be someone coming from a place that is lower than Michigan State and coming up. And so I'm not in the room and you you have to trust the people that are in the room. Yep, very well said. Next up from Ali, what's more disappointing, the feeling that you felt after Richmond that the football team still had glaring red flags after four years or that this basketball team will likely be once again a question to make the tournament in January? I don't think Also a little bit premature. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not with you there. That we have a lot of freshmen who have ceiling that they're going to grow into. Yeah. So... This team will be good. It I think the floor on this team is relatively high. Not national championship high, but I think certainly NCAA tournament high. Yeah. It, this isn't a team thus far. It, I mean, the shooting has been so atrocious that it, it's comical. It, right. won't, it won't continue to be that. But it, it might not ever become national championship caliber at the same time. Next up from Carl, you do too much, bro. James Franklin is an invertebrate. In, Compulsive. Did he mean invertebrate? Oh, plum. In, inveterate? Inveterate, yes, inveterate. Oh. Mm. Invertebrate invertebrate would have also worked. Invertebrate. I know what that is from science. What's inveterate? Inveterate, uh, uh, like, like I think, uh, like, totally uh, unabashed. Inveterate, I think. Inveterate. Wow, Carl. On, Thank gonna you. Keep, I'm gonna confirm that really fast. Unabashed, compulsive. Unlikely dog. to change. Yeah, unlikely to change. Ah, very good. Very good. Uh, read it. Read it, Kevin. Read it. Read it. He he does uh, nasty things. He's a, a he's un, unbecoming. Uh, a uh, fan of bestiality is maybe. Yeah. Uh, this we know. It's who he is. What kind of a dog do you think he gets down with? <laughs> <laughs> the case. I'd argue a toy breed like a Maltese or a Pomeranian. <laughs> I doubt he has the guts Wait, to on. fly. <laughs> to fly his foul. <laughs> His foul wares on a pit I got to read this whole thing. This is too good. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't have the same. I love to fly his you You absolute Elizabethans have. James Franklin is an inveterate compulsive dog fucker. This we know. It's who he is. What kind of dog do you think he fucks? During big games, I'd argue a toy breed like a Maltese or a Pomeranian. I doubt he has the guts to ply his foul wares on a pit bull or a Rottweiler. Thanks! 
<laughs> speaks for itself. All right, last up, John Hubbard. Once again, I'm asking you to provide the timestamps for basketball talk so the discerning listener can get the most out of their parasocial relationships. Welsh corgis, by the way, is the answer. <laughs> and we won't do it. We won't do it, John. Damn you. Uh, it's throughout. It's sprinkled, John. It's sprinkled. Uh, all right, let's end this on a note of optimism. We are hopefully three-ish weeks away from having a new coach. That's exciting. That's cool. And, uh, and you know, Duke maybe isn't that good? Yeah. We'll see. We worse, question mark? Either way, gentlemen, as always, go green. Go white. Go white.